Hi everyone, just a quick message to say that there's not going to be a regular emoji drum this week, but hopefully next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, and also, more importantly, we as a show just wanted to say, please take the time to look into local protests or to donate to a bail or fund or a mutual aid fund if you have the means to. Um, we said it on Twitter, but not all of you follow us there, and we wanted to be clear on it. All right, enjoy the show. What's up, people? Welcome to the first episode of Hold This L, a Death Note podcast for cool, the cool emo kids out there. I'm your host, Andy, and with me, as always, is the other host, Ryan. Ryan, hello. Hi, hello. I am the other host. I am the uh, the proverbial uh, second shooter of our two-person podcast. Now, you should know us by now. This is a this is premium. This is behind the paywall. So you're probably familiar, at least on some level. <laughs> um, so you must be wondering, what does this have to do with emoji? Nothing. But we wanted to do something new. And uh, Ryan has never seen this. And I thought, it uh, one, that surprised me. Uh, because this was super formative for me when I was in, like high school yeah yeah probably i got into it late it had like been completed because it finished in 2007 but i got into it in like 2009 when i was like just uh -huh. entering high school um so i'm i was entrenched in this for a while and uh to learn that my my dearest friend had no recollection of it whatsoever uh was kind of upsetting and i thought why not fix that with a podcast that people give us money for instead of just keeping this nice thing between two pals um so here we are and uh what we're going to be doing on each episode of this show is going through two episodes of death note at a time uh th there is an odd number of episodes in total we'll deal with that when we get to season two but for now we're going to do two at a two at a time two episodes of this show a month um so that'll be four episodes a month for you guys to keep up with us what we watch for Four episodes of Death Note, two episodes of Hold the Cell. This is uh, the exact conversation and misunderstanding we had, except caused by the... Uh, before <laughs> recording, except caused by me this time. Uh, I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear that when you say four episodes a month, you are not going to make people listen to four episodes of Hold the Cell. It will be four episodes of Death Note, two episodes of this podcast. We, we already have enough shit to do. Um, <laughs> so you can... We're going to give this one to you twice a month, and then maybe if we get, start getting more dollars and are able to, like, not have jobs in school. Yeah, if someone if someone donates, like, $3,000 to this Patreon, I will quit my job and do a fucking Flintstones podcast full-time. I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. But for now, for now, we're really, uh, we're, we're, we're going to hold back on it. Yeah, so what we watched this, uh, these, this episode, I guess... Um, I was gonna say this week. I mean, we did watch them this week. It's just I watched them uh, earlier this morning before work, and let me tell you, that was an amazing <laughs> idea because it gave me so much to ruminate over while I was at work today. It, it, it really, I'm really glad that I gave myself that time to kind of 
uh, percolate and bake and really stew on it instead of just shotgunning them directly before recording. I'm I'm so glad. Uh, and you know, I guess should I introduce what like death Death Note as a whole to people who might not be familiar? Because like I think I I think that would be a good idea. Okay. Um, I think everyone here will most likely know who we are, except for the people whose credit card information we stole to pump up our Patreon. Uh, they're not going to have any idea what this is. Well, it's it's nice of them to still, like, when they receive the email, uh, decide to put it in their RSS feed and not go, hmm, I didn't make that Yeah, charge. absolutely. But I do think there is a chance that there might be some people listening who are maybe not super familiar with the show. All right, so I'll just give um, some broad strokes. One, because I don't want to spoil anything for Ryan, and two, because we'll be covering a lot of the setup today uh, as we are doing the pilot. (laughs) So Death Note is the story of a uh, teen genius, as Wikipedia describes him, uh, Light Yagami. We'll get into how he's a genius when we get to, I believe, episode (laughs) two, Um, Uh who discovers the Death Note, which belongs to a god of death, a Shinigami uh, named Ryuk, that he uh, dropped in the human world and allows uh, Light to kill anybody whose name and face he knows by writing their name in the notebook. This leads to him uh, deciding to rid the world of people that he has deemed uh, subhuman, I guess. Generally, he describes just criminals and murderers, but we'll get into that philosophy and how it's pretty bad. See, now when you say this, it sounds like you're kind of leading into um, a big part of like the setup for this show that maybe you're kind of like spoiling Light's character arc. Uh, that is not true. They reach this point within like 13 minutes of the first episode of this show, which is my first point that this show absolutely chews through plot like fucking termites. It's unreal. It's so wild. So I don't remember the pacing of the manga as well. I do not think it moved at this clip. I feel like in chapter I feel like there was at least two chapters before uh-huh. <laughs> before that happened. Um, but, uh, Sugumi Oba, uh, he writes with speed. Uh, I will say, yeah, to give credit to the creators of this, written by Sugumi Oba and illustrated by Takeshi Obata. I do like the art style of the, um, of Takeshi Obata's work a lot, uh, Uh generally speaking. It is super, like, edgelordy, but it's fun. It's like, it's like the excess of Tetsuya Nomura, but, like mixed with a different era of Hot Topic. Sure, yeah. It kind of reminds me, in a way, um, what you're saying with, like, the excess and kind of the, the, the gothiness of it, I suppose, like, uh, Doro Hedero, which uh, I love yeah. that manga. And um, it has a very, like, over-the-top, sort of dark, heavy, black, gothic art style to it, which works really well. But um, I, I'm not familiar with the Death Note manga, to be honest. I have no exposure to they do a pretty good job i'll send you some like key moments like when we get to them if just so you can see the comparison but uh they do a good job of mostly emulating the art style um so yeah i was summarizing the overall plot but i think i think that kind of covers the general concept a a kid finds a notebook that lets him kill people and uh as we see in episode one which we'll get into now things get a little wacky. They get a touch out of hand. So, uh, we actually don't start with Light. We start with uh, Ryuk, 
in the uh, Shinigami realm, which... What did you what did you think of these guys hanging out? Because the Shinigami realm seems like it is just... Actually, he describes it as this. The only thing other Shinigami do is uh, gamble or nap. Uh, and if they see you actually writing names in your death note, they laugh at you. Yeah, um, I would I would like to ask before we get into this too deeply, kind of a kind of a big question. Did you watch the sub or dub of this of this show? I am watching the sub version because I am watching the dub. <laughs> oh, that you know what? I'm I'm honestly really glad. I'm glad I you're getting my original experience. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm going in. I'm going in. Uh, you know, fairly fairly authentically to what I would have watched it as as a teenager. I will say I asked though because I wondered if there was any difference in translation, but um that's pretty spot on what they say in the dub, like like to a T. Like he talks about how they just gamble, uh they sleep and then like you said, they'll they'll laugh and you can't uh you can't kill the other Shinigami, I suppose, so there's no point to it. And um I guess we'll get into the rules of the Death Note as we go, but um I I love this intro. I think it's great. Um I, I wrote I have notes on this that I wrote as I was watching it. Um uh my first note after the after the uh one I wrote for the opening which was just apples hyphen lots of them. There's a lot of apples imagery and a lot of fucking Christian imagery in uh yeah. this show. Yeah, 100%. Um my my next note though was when it starts in the Shinigami realm I wrote uh, chains bones opera hyphen fuck yes. So, uh, really, really kind of my shit, really kind of my wheelhouse. Like I said, it reminded me of Doro Hedero in a really good way, where you see all the different designs of the Shinigami and such, mm-hmm. which I really love. Um, I would watch a whole show of just the Shinigami fucking around, like, Polar Bear Cafe style. Like, just Slice of Life in the Shinigami realm. That... I think I could milk 26 episodes out of that. Yeah, I feel like that they should capitalize on that, but also... I don't know if we should get any more Death Note content in the year 2019. Um, I Yeah, I think Death Note's fairly tapped for the time being. As someone making Death Note content in 2019, <laughs> I what I'm saying is we don't need more of that narrative. Uh, I will say, I like Doro Hidoro as a uh, touchstone for some of the aesthetic here, we'll, but Kyu Hayashida definitely... Um, I mean, being a woman seems to like women a lot more than the writers of this show. That'll come up later. Yeah, <laughs> I I assume it will because so far I would say there are uh, no. I mean, gosh, it, it it's kind of a. I think in the I think in the sort of spread of these first three episodes or first two episodes, we get three women characters. One of them is an assault victim. One of them is Light's mom, and then I guess the other one is his sister, yep. who's fairly poorly introduced in this. But I think we'll get to that uh, when we when we work our way through these episodes. I don't want to jump yeah. ahead. I'm too uh, much. I'm glad you like the Shinigami world. I did not remember that this was the intro at all. Um, uh-huh. I love that Ryuk is a fucking like the loser goth kid of the Shinigami it's, world. It's, it's so funny. Good. He's definitely my favorite character thus far. Not that that's a very wide field to uh, pick from at this point in the show. Yeah, I think... I I have a feeling he's going to be consistently one of the ones we like. Uh, Though I wouldn't be shocked if there is some, like, weird writing with him at some point, as there is with most characters. Uh, What we... 
what we get next is we meet Light, and he is uh, cool and aloof and bored in class. Uh, uh-huh. And his classmates are like fucking like they're normies and he's just like over it you know um yeah and that's like that's kind of what leads him to him finding the death note he's like daydreaming outside of class oh we also see that he's very very smart um i you know i had a question about this that maybe you'll be able to answer and it came up every time that it cut to a classroom scene what fucking class is this that they're in is it theology because is it like is it bible study all they talk about is 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 like is is god in the bible in this class you know i think it's supposed to be english class that's kind of that's kind of what i thought in i don't know what they say in the dub but i remember them asking him to translate something Mm -hmm. yes they they do mention that in the dub yeah uh so light finds the death note the next day when he sees it just fall from the sky outside his window <laughs> uh-huh. uh and because he's a genius he's the first person to think i should pick that up yeah big brain big big brain genius like yagami uh i did note that i really like the music that plays when he finds the death note um this show has some pretty good soundtrack work in it i would say uh genuinely yeah i really like the music in this i will like we'll get to the best song in the entire series in episode two but uh-huh. uh i do i do like the soundtrack generally speaking i liked the moment when we we get up to this point where light he sees the he sees the death note and he picks it up and he reads the the page which is the <laughs> if you write anybody's name in this okay. they will die uh-huh. And then he I just... I have to I... yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I I have to know what the subs were for this scene because I wrote down word for word what he says when he picks up this death note. Please and tell it's me. It's so it's so bonkers. Um, he picks it up and he looks at it, and I think the first line he says in the dub is "death note," as in a notebook of death, and then he says. Pretty lame, not to mention twisted. And then he, like, puts it down or, like, it cuts or something, and that's, like, the whole interaction? Or, like, maybe there's another line after that, but, like, this fucking delivery in the dub of him saying, like, pretty lame, not to mention twisted. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It's so good. This this so... show, This show has, I would say based on these first two episodes, almost no intentional comedy to it whatsoever. It's It seems extremely self-serious and, like, super heavy-handed, but the fucking nuggets of of just of just this clownery in these episodes so far are, are, are letting me thrive. And his, his line delivery at that moment is definitely one of them. It's funny that you bring up... Um clownery because i actually did write down what he said and he thought it was a prank he's like this is a pretty weird prank is what he kept calling yes it. and he's like yes. how does this like what what would like that i think that was the summary of what he said at that moment um and then what i think happened was it was supposed to be like he left it there and then there's a cut of him walking away and then a f- close-up of his face when he turns around to look back at it and then i guess he's picked it up now um uh-huh. It's a little unclear, but it's I, I go I sort of like rewound like rewatched that a little bit, and I actually kind of yeah, like the editing on this, it. 
this show is really interesting about how it conveys information and like what it chooses to show or not show in that regard and like i think at some points it's a little gratuitous like um there's one point in um episode two that we'll get into that is like way like way over the top for like anything they would need to show for this story beat but um it, it, it's 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 like you said the editing choices are, are interesting it's a very like there is a there is a style to uh-huh. to death note so should we get into the light's first murder yeah i don't have i didn't have a whole lot to say about this but if you have a take i'd love to hear it. i don't have a take on it i'd just like to mention that like he goes home and tests it and so there is a hostage situation i believe uh and yes. they show a picture of the guy and uh we should actually we should read the rules at this point yeah I think. yeah we got to get into the rules on this podcast so each episode they reveal new rules not each episode but uh on episodes where they do reveal new rules of the death note we are going to go over them um you know maybe we could rewrite them a little at some point but i think for these ones they're actually pretty straightforward uh-huh. uh uh, so what we got on this was How to Use It, uh, Volume 1. Uh, the, first off, the human whose name is written in this note shall die. Uh, this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his slash her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. If the cause of death is written within 40 seconds of writing the person's name, it will happen. If the cause of death is not specified, the person will simply die of a heart attack. After writing the cause of death, <laughs> details of the death should be written within in the next six minutes and forty seconds. Um, so those are the basic rules. The the those are the rules for how to murder someone with it. The next set of rules are a bit more. This is something that Ryuk explains to Light a little bit later, but I I think we should just do all our rule stuff now. Um, okay. So. Uh, how to use it part two, as we see in uh, another lovely interstitial. Uh, this note shall become the property of the human world once it touches the ground of, uh, in bracket, and then they've gotten parentheses, arrives in, the human world. <laughs> um, the owner of the note can recognize the image and voice of its original owner, i.e. a god of death. Uh, the human who uses this note can neither go to heaven nor hell. Uh, we'll yeah. sort of explain those la- that last group a little bit more but i just figured while we're in the rule zone we should mention that so the rules so far are fairly simple i think um i think it sets it up fairly well in terms of what i can only assume the show will become in like this kind of uh cat and mouse chase where it doesn't make it too easy for for light to you know just like kill anyone but I don't know. It's weird. I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something. There's something strange about these rules. Um, yeah. Uh, some might say that there are a lot of weird ways you can use these. Uh, some, you know, just to give you a preview. Uh-huh. There's a lot done with the rules of the Death Note in terms of like dramatic reveals and such. We'll get especially in the next episode. Um, but I generally, I think there are a few times where they just pull some shit out of their asses, and I'm really yeah. excited to see when that happens. Uh huh. I I'm thrilled. I love rules. I love uh, bureaucracy. I love being reminded of the Death Note rules at every commercial break. 
uh that's pretty great it, honestly i do kind of love the commercial break rules that's pretty fun uh-huh. um the fact that there is so much bureaucracy for the grim reaper is pretty funny too it's a good touch i would love to know more about the bureaucracy of the shinigami which i don't know if the show ever touches on that but it's exactly the kind of bullshit i would love to uh, i will say there are there is more shinigami stuff at some point but i don't know how much they get into the actual like society of the uh-huh. of them uh so well, they live in a society they, they do that's it's unfortunate but they really do so light uh seeing this hostage situation he sees the guy he kills the guy and well he writes the name down and doesn't think it's real because they don't immediately because he's watching one he's watching a news broadcast and so he expects them to know the immediate second he dies and say it but there's predictably a little delay uh which shocks him and then about five seconds later he's really into it yeah like yeah. uh dude gets a real quick turnaround on this bad boy when he finds it at first he's like oh no i i couldn't imagine killing oh oh gee whiz and then it's like five minutes later and this dude is 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 fucking dirt deep in this bullshit yeah already. he really is and the next day when he goes to class because he's still trying to like figure it out he thinks about killing his classmates yeah yeah okay so i let me i i had seen a good like maybe up through like four episodes of this show when i was like 13 years old and i obviously don't remember almost any of it because i expected this show to be a lot of sort of light being you know seduced to the dark side so to speak to see his struggle with like uh you know balancing out his morals and his conscious with the sort of uh power avoided to him by this 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 death note and it's fucking nine minutes into the first episode <laughs> nine goddamn minutes and this dude is already thinking about killing multiple classmates for no reason whatsoever one of them like bullies a dude for his lunch money and he's like oh these people are scum i should i should kill them all and then later the dude is like frustrated that his like something about his mom not being there to pick him up or some bullshit and he's like ah these are truly the gutter trash of humanity and it's like jesus christ like it 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 just like takes a fucking chainsaw to that arc and just plows through it. it it's 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 unreal i kind of love it i kind of love that there's no pretense about like light being a piece of shit the problem I... is when you watch this when you're like 15 you're still like well he's the good guy because he's the main character yeah two two things two things about this first of all i agree um I think it makes it much easier to view him as, like, always being this way and, you know, not really struggling morally, so you know he's kind of like a bad dude right off the bat. And second of all, yeah, me being how I was in high school, like, like being, like, an honor student and feeling alienated from people, I wouldn't say I, I sympathized with Light, but, you know, you, you kind of, you're you're able to sort of like put yourself in the sort of protagonist role of this series a little bit better where you're like oh i wouldn't kill people like this but i understand what it's like to be alienated like that and watching it now it's like fuck this dude <laughs> it's he's such a shithead it's like it's like how i really liked the watchman movie when i was around that age you know like uh-huh. 
I thought Rorschach was unironically cool. Like that, that, that he, Light Yagami is the one day a real rain will wash them all off the street speech given human form from Taxi yeah, Driver. Yeah, he, we'll get into this in episode two, but he is, we live in a society, the character, I would say. Uh, it's, it's unreal. It is unreal how fast he slips down this slippery, this slippery slope. I mean, it happens like this episode. Like, is yeah. he's, he, uh, yeah. so next up, he, there's, you mentioned it earlier, and we'll put a, um, a warning in the description for this, hopefully, like, I'm putting, I'm saying this in the episode as a note to myself when I'm editing this, write that in the description, uh, that there is, like, there's a woman who gets, like, does she get, like, straight up groped by this guy? I know he does, like, I, hara- sexually I, harass her. He, I know someone holds, like, a lead pipe to her throat or something like that, yeah, but I, think, I can't, I can't remember it's, for sure. It's upsetting. Like, I, I, when I was watching it, it, like, it, it yeah. surprised me, because I knew that this, like, I remembered the scene, but I thought it was just, like, a, it doesn't make it, like, great. It was just, like, a shitty cat collar. Um, yeah. But what happens is, one, this guy makes sure to take off his helmet so Light can see his face when he's walking into the convenience store they're outside. Uh, And two, he says his full name so Light can hear him. Uh, (laughs) Just, he's he's very, he he knows the rules of the Death Note is the thing. And he was like, well, shit, I have to say this or else Light won't be able to get me. Um... So Light goes in, and he watches all this stuff happen before deciding to actually do anything. Like, he lets the damage be done for um, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and then the method that he this guy dies is when he's, ch- he's a biker and he's chasing after this woman on his motorcycle, Light makes a truck hit him. And almost, I remember, I was worried that it was going to hit her, too. Like, I felt like when this, this scene was happening, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. She dies as well, and Light, like, freaks out. And no, that doesn't happen. He just kills the bad guy and gets a god complex. Yeah, um, this is this is one of the kind of moments where I was really realizing how jarring the pacing of the show is. Because up to this point, we've seen him like very tepidly write a single name in this death note just to kind of test the waters and this as far as we know is his 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 second stab at it when he opens the death note there's like two pages worth of names in there now and like there's no real lead up to that there's no there's no context for it so it's extremely uh it's extremely jarring to like see this unfold like we should have known that this was about to, to happen i guess that he was like this much of a hardened killer already i i, I don't know yeah. it's 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 odd and i guess ultimately um it's not necessarily relevant to the overall uh thrust of the show with how fast they move through these ideas but i don't know it it it, it, it just happens so fast there's there's not enough character development for there to be that slippery slippery slope so you definitely do get the sense that he's just like this you know dude's got no chill yeah uh i will say um right before it goes into this scene um there's a there's a scene where uh ryuk goes from the shinigami world into the human world and he's like walking down this big flight of stairs uh there was a moment here where i thought ryuk was voiced by quentin flynn 
Um, oh. he's, he says, he says like this line and he's like, yeah, that sounds exactly like Axel from Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, oh fuck, is this Quentin Flynn? And I got really excited, but it's not Quentin Flynn. It's uh, Brian Drummond in the dub. Brian Drummond. So. I, I do recognize that name from video games and anime, I feel. Yeah. Um, um he is oh, the voice he of... was my Vegeta. Yeah, he's the Ocean Vegeta. Yeah, the Canadian Vegeta. <laughs> um, all right, good to know. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. I just got really excited that Brian Drummond, or not Brian Drummond, that Quentin Flynn was going to be in the uh, show. I wish. Uh, the next stuff we get is Light goes home, and he, this is when he meets Ryuk, and we find out that no one else can see him aside from light because lights touched the death note mm -hmm. um so if you touch the death note you uh you can see the shinigami attached to it that's what that rule was saying earlier uh, which i don't think is like very clear from the wording of the actual rule uh but yeah his mom doesn't see him and it's it, they uh, there's a lot of fun shenanigans basically going forward with ryuk being invisible but hanging out I... with light no, I love it. Yeah. I love that Ryuk is just like constantly bumming around, like inside of Light's bedroom. Like, um, I I just wrote I wrote uh in first of all I wrote um that uh, opportune apples that his mom just shows up with this basket of apples, which I love. Um, and then Ryuk just hanging out. Um, and then I wrote uh wow exclamation point all the way in it quote righteous judgment on the wicked. So um. This is where, this conversation between Ryuk and Light for me is where it really sunk in about that that we're already in this fairly deep. Yeah, like, Light uh, Light did not need uh, coaxing to join, like, to become, <laughs> to become the alt-Light. Um, he did not <laughs> need to be radicalized in any way. These feelings were just deep within him. I'm sorry for the bad pun. I couldn't really help it. But, like, yeah, he's just, like, he's got this massive god complex and this huge ego because he's, like, already... He's been convinced he's the smartest fucking dude in the world, like, uh -huh. before the show began. And, like, he bought into that bullshit. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I think it sets up his character fairly well for some stuff that comes in at the end of episode two. Um, but uh, it's pretty jarring to just have this all dropped in, like, the span of 22 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, though I will say, the scene in the bedroom does a good job, actually, of laying out the character for both of them, I think, really well. It does. Like, Ryuk yes, is a pretty classic, like, devil temptation character. But he's. I think he in this episode, and in the next episode at least, he's well-written and pretty charming. Um, I love his earring, by the way. I like. I love. It's very. Good. I love his sort of like '80s punk style. This is the. Th is this the point where we get the Death Note montage of him killing people? It absolutely is, baby. Uh, first off, um, I think this is this is horrible plotting. Um, they put this. <laughs> they they put this like big flashback to where he's like really killing people with the de death note for the first time like after all of this and like you know i get i get the drama of a flashback but maybe you want to put that in earlier so it's not so it's not so weird when we just see him with like eight pages worth of names in the death note after his first kill like 
maybe that should have been in there uh, in, in, in a normal chronology, you know? It's a really curious pacing choice, and I do wonder... I really wonder what it's like in the manga now. I'm not going to reread it while we watch this. I don't have the time. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but I am wondering if that was always a flashback in that specific spot. Um, it's just it's just strange. Like I guess to kind of preserve the 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 like roller coaster, like the pacing of him like building up and killing these people. But even then, I I, I don't know. I feel like it's important to have that. Yeah, I agree. I think I I think it was definitely a, a, a an awkward decision that they made. How many fucking pages did this motherfucker fill out? It's it's unreal. This 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 Death Note montage of him just writing with like these wild fucking camera effects is so so good because it takes um I think it gets to the heart that is kind of a problem with the show or how they change it from being a problem into being a stylistic choice, which is that so much of Light's action in this is just writing names in a book. Oh, yeah. Which which by itself is not visually interesting. And I love, in order to compensate for that, they do these, like, swooping, like, Batman and Robin, like, canted angle, like, manga camera effects. Like, the pencil glittering as it, like, flies off the page and he and he writes these names. It's, it's such a good... Um, it's such a good stylistic choice, and I think it really leans into there not being any, um, not being any intentional comedy in this show, but then having moments like that that are absolutely so so heavy-handed and so overly dramatic that it really is just super satisfying. It's really like it's got flair. I like when it. I like that the pen shines like a knife when he swings his arm out super far after he's done writing a name in his uh murder book that being said it took him like two seconds to decide to kill like one that he was the one human allowed to murder uh that he would be the god of the new world uh uh, which is in response to ryuk's like amazing burn but we'll get to that in a sec it takes him two seconds to decide both that and to just fill out like half this fucking book like they flip they literally do a thing where they are flipping through the pages and it's just names after names after names it's (laughs) there's no doubt about who light is after that no absolutely not i i think um I think as much shit as I'm giving this for being such like a fast introduction um it really does give you a sense that like um he's not a good person at all like like there's nothing there's nothing redeemable about him and it's only the first episode you know yeah it's it, it does a great job at um <laughs> even if it's not intentionally so making him despicably unlikable um, yes there is a really the the last thing for this episode that I want to touch on is this great little exchange where Light's explaining his philosophy about how he will um one that he is expecting people to realize that that someone's passing judgment on these criminals that they are dying because of someone and he wants to like he wants people to notice because he's got a, a god complex as i've said yeah um and Ryuk says, oh, and then when you're done, you'll be the last evil person. And Light's response is, 
are you kidding? I will be the god of this new world. And <laughs> Ryuk's like, okay, yeah, this 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 will be under- this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. He's a he's he's a real he's a real he's a real card that Ryuk and I I want to know what he gets up to in the series. It's great. Uh I will also mention he does tell Light point blank. I will be the person to write my. At the end of this, I will write your name and my death note, which is uh, yeah, pretty sick. He's like, he's just like, well, uh, you've already used the death note, so you're not going to heaven or hell when you die. Uh, uh, I hope that's cool with you. You know, he he just kind of drops that little nugget of information, and Light has like no response to it whatsoever. Like he does not seem bothered at all that he's apparently going to some kind of purgatory for all eternity uh once once he's done with this yeah um he's <laughs> i think he's too stupid to know what he meant my <laughs> my working theory is that light is a, just a real dumbass who is good in is, he's good at stem like yeah is light yagami a himbo <laughs> i, I I'd, li- I'd, I'd like to pose that question at the first uh at the first episode out of the gate because I think in episode two, we will find um, undisputable evidence that Light Yagami is a himbo. We're going to put we're going to put a point on the himbo board for Light Yagami in the next episode. I'm going to uh, we'll, I think we'll, we'll get to that when we make it there. I think during this show, this show, we'll get it'll be a, a two a debate between two sides because I don't I don't actually think he's a himbo. I think I don't think he's got the right disposition. I don't uh-huh. think, I just don't think that. That being said, I do think he's a dipshit. So he's extremely stupid, and uh, we'll we'll touch on that in a second here. I think, and we'll get it. Well, we're gonna get into episode two now. Um, overall, though, Ryan, what did you think of Rebirth episode one of Death Note? I think it was. I think it was fine. Um, even if it is a touch rushed for my taste, I think it sets the stage fairly well from what we can expect from both Light and Ryuk. Um, even though I don't like uh, Light's character, I, I mean that's intentional. You know, he's as far as I can tell, he's supposed to be unlikable. Um, he's he's very silly and very stupid. Um, Ryuk is fairly good so far. Um, I don't know. It sets it up fairly well. I think it's. Um, while to me how I'm still adjusting my expectations, uh, because I would not have expected him to get halfway through the Death Note until, like, much later than this, but he has just truly burned through it. Like, he has killed every criminal in Japan in, like, five days, from what I'm led to understand. It's not just Japan. It, when they're showing it, there's, like, names written in English, there's names of, like, there's different names from different cultures he's just like googling criminals and killing them basically (laughs) he's going to that fucking he's logging on to that twitter account that's got like mugshots of hot people and he's killing all of them (laughs) he's jealous he wants to be the last himbo on earth and he can't have anyone else let 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 me be clear i do not find light yagami an attractive character i i would not consider him uh, attractive in the sense that you would traditionally need for a himbo but um if some people are are into that in, I, I don't know in fiction he is both considered handsome and out of fiction he is considered a dipshit t- to us so like i mean, we can kind of make the the the, the claim you can make the you can make the ends meet yeah um yeah for the most part i i i didn't 
I didn't remember how much this show trucked. Like, I didn't realize the pace was so not so fast. But uh, I don't think there's much more we can say about episode one. Uh, Let's get into number two, uh, Confrontation. This episode, I, I, this episode kind of made me, like, remember why I got hooked on this show so quickly. This is, this is a good episode. Like, I, I would say the first episode does a lot of the heavy lifting you need to sort of set up the show. I think this one really flexes in terms of, like, what I can only imagine this show is going to do from here it's, on out. It's when you kind of understand what genre this show is this like anime is operating in because in the first episode it can go a bunch of different ways and in this it's clearly like this is a suspense thriller like this isn't just like some like this isn't going to become a weird shonen show or anything this is going to consistently be this like dark thriller yeah, it sets the tone really well for being this kind of dark mystery, but I will also say there's some stupid-ass shit in this episode. Oh, we're gonna get into it. So, yeah, uh, the first, like, little bit of this episode is basically just Light at school and him and Ryuk talking. Light's basically like, I have to, I have to work really hard and be good at school, and also I can't sleep because I have to spend all my free time writing Death Note names. Uh, yeah, that's kind of... I I made a I made a note. I really like how much Ryuk is hassling Light at the beginning of this episode. He is such a pest, and it rules. He just <laughs> wants to like. He just keeps talking to him, and Light's like, "You're gonna make me look like I like weird in public. Stop that. I'm cool. Stop. I'm really cool." Um, <laughs> we, next scene that like matters is when Light's sister gets introduced. Uh, who you. Uh, barely remembered uh yeah yeah um her his his sister's just introduced by like knocking on his door and then she just comes in to like help him with his homework oh is that okay she wanted help with hers in the subtitles no uh no absolutely not uh i will not recant it is my headcanon that she came in to help him with his homework and that's why he's so good at school because his little sister uh, helps him with his STEM homework. She's the real genius of the family. Uh, that's my headcanon. And, uh, I'd believe that. Light, Light is just writing his, her coattails. Sayu seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. Um, yeah, but um, but no, you're right. Uh, sh- she comes in for him to help her with her homework. Um, she's not introduced at all. Like Light doesn't say to Ryuk that she's his sister. It's just kind of assumed that she is, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and she's not even really there to, like, move the plot forward at all, aside to let Light, like, flaunt how he has the Death Note in his desk or something like that. Or, like, to flaunt, like, the tu- don't touch the Death Note or something like that. Yeah, this scene actually establishes two things, uh, to me at least. The first uh-huh. is, so, when uh, Sayu comes in, Ryuk tells Light about the rule that if they touch the Death Note, they'll be able to see him. Uh, and... Light comments on like why didn't you tell me that sooner which I really like because it's like oh Ryuk's keeping stuff from him on purpose he wants to make this hard for him mm-hmm. uh, and also it establishes another one of our our dear rules That's Andy hit me with that rule should I hit you with the rule 
The full rule? Please hit me with the rules. It's, it's the only one we get this week. How to use it. Number three. The human who touches the death note can recognize the image and voice of its original owner, a god of death, even if the human is not the owner of the note. So yeah, that 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 rule's established. It's I I don't know that rules that rules fine. I understand that one. It's not like yeah that that tracks. You know, um, it's 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 fairly. It introduces an, another element of tension into like not finding the death note, I suppose. But um, I think it also sets up this precedent that if light. I guess wanted someone to see Ryuki possibly could. Uh, I don't know if that comes up later or not. Honestly, but, um... it's setting up something great later in the episode. Uh, so I think even if it doesn't touch on those themes, I, th- I think we've got I think we've got enough from that scene uh, to justify it. Okay. From there, we go to the we go to the ICPO. In, uh, what, which officially stands the, for the the insane clown posse organization. I was gonna say insane clown posse online. Um, that's that's really good. My new RPG. Uh, uh-huh. So it's it's cops from around the world talking about the death the the death note deaths, the heart attacks that are happening that they can't explain and what and that are happening all like in con- like they're happening simultaneously or like one after another. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, this has to be mass murder. Um, during the scene, we get this police chief from Japan who comes in, uh, some cops. Uh, they talk about like, oh, what are you? Uh, we, we've heard rumors that um, they're bringing L in, and this is all we're ever going to do in the show. We're not important. Uh, so, And then they kind of explain who L is. Uh, the best character in the show um we'll get into it because we actually don't really see much of it but uh l is a world-renowned detective who only takes cases that interest him and he's anonymous and no one has ever seen his face and uh the only person who knows him is this cool dude in a trench coat with like i couldn't tell if he had a mask on or if they just had shadows over his face and his hat but i imagined he had like a one of those like um morph suits on underneath his trench coat yeah i would i would love that um he he's just it's it's just like i don't know it's it's fucking mr x right it, from resident evil 2 it, yeah it just looks like mr it's x. mr x it's q from street fighter it's uh it's what it's watery uh, i believe is how you say that name i'm sorry if my pronunciation is bad i'm trying mm-hmm. um they find out that L's already been investigating for a bit. I like the I uh, and that L kind of talks to them through the big letter on the screen. Which, by the way, I do. Do you want to talk about this? Because I just love that they're holding the ICPO meeting in a uh, like high school theater. You know, it's real good. Um, the venue seems extremely cheap. There's like this projector. They put this old ass chunky laptop up on the thing. Um, I, I wrote um after after I wrote Mr. X question mark question mark I wrote um this is dot 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 extremely silly which I think refers to when L contacts them for the first time um not because it's not a good scene I really like how it sets up L as this weird you know kind of Sherlock Holmes character but just in like the presentation of it with like all these dudes like stone face completely straight 
watching this huge L on a screen with this like robot like like um prank caller voice coming through this laptop. I I don't know. It's just very it, it's it's very like incongruous with the tone of the show. And I think that's something um this show has kind of touched on a bit so far is like presenting these things that would be really silly in any other context like like playing it just completely straight like no humor whatsoever like this dude in a fucking mr x trench coat and fedora with all these buckles on it coming out plopping out this laptop from like 2003 in a giant like ye old l this was made in 2006 i know i know but like it's 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 just very silly, it is. and the show doesn't acknowledge how silly it is at all. Like, there's no, there's no flinching whatsoever. I will when say, it produce, I think it presents it. I will say, I think there is eventually like comedy, but there's never, to my recollection, and I'm sure we'll get people who know the show better than I do or have seen it recent more recently than in like I haven't seen the show in almost a decade, um, but. I'm, I don't think they ever do like a wink and a nod about how outrageous this all is. Um, no, I can't. I, I can't imagine that they do. I think they kind of just keep raising the stakes. I really yeah. like the L, re- like the first scene with L, because he's basically just calling every cop in the world an idiot. Um, yeah, he is it's, still it's a cop, but like he's like a Columbo cop to me, where he doesn't really count. Yeah, he's he's like um I don't know, he he technically is a cop but he's so he's so like outside of the norms of society that I think it um I think it works. Uh I I I remember L from the show um so I I remember his character fairly fairly clearly and I think that's a fair way to to kind of assess him. I feel like if you've been on the internet too, you've seen L from somebody from you if you've been on DeviantArt or Gaia online or maybe even Tumblr, <laughs> if you've been on any of those websites, one, sorry, that was probably me posting this picture of L and two, you've seen a picture of L. Yeah. Um have you seen this L? Have you have you seen this L? I'm looking for my L. Have you dreamt this L? I will say they do a good job this episode of concealing L for the most part. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> we can get into that. Yeah, okay. uh, in, in a second. We but should I think, move I think on they, to they do they do a very good job of introducing him. You get a very good sense of um, what his character is going to be and how like um, he is always one step ahead of everyone else in the show. Yeah, like, he explains that he's already figured out that because the first... He's already, like, tracked down the first death, the ho- the hostage situation, and also, like, he's been, like, this started mostly in Japan, and then when we tracked it to this, we tracked it to... I can't remember the specific prefecture, but, like, he very much narrowed it down uh, in, uh, to start mm-hmm. with this. Uh, and it, it's, it's a fun, like... It's a fun reveal because it's not like like the reasoning behind it is sound enough, you know, that it you yeah. It, are you are you talking about when he when he uh, first appears or later on? No, this is this is when he first appears. He says this to the police uh-huh. that that's how they he wants to work with the Japanese task force because he's he yeah. believes that he's in Japan. Well, not to get not to get too far ahead. Um, well. Why don't we... Okay, I will say, I think that one thing that all the L stuff in this episode does very well is capitalize on the plot threads they set up with Light in the first episode. And um, it, it does draw attention to this later in the episode, and we can wait to get into that. But um, 
I agree that uh, the way that he reasons this out is 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 very um, very grounded. I would say it doesn't feel contrived. It feels uh, very like well put together with what the show has established thus far. Yeah, like it. It's both. It it shouldn't fit the tone, but it does. You know, like that. There is yeah. this this because like you know what. We'll get into the next scene because I feel like it helps make me feel like, oh yeah, of course there's a super genius detective who only talks to people through Skype. Um, like, <laughs> because the next scene has some of the best... Bra- like the- We just have Light being a brain genius for the rest of this fucking episode. It's, it's real good, yeah. So, Light needed to figure out a way to keep someone from finding the notebook in his desk so what he did was he put a a sort of like false uh bottom to a, the drawer that it was in and put like a fake diary that he had, i guess he's been writing in because he said if anybody reads this they'll be satisfied um he puts a di- <laughs> dear diary <laughs> dear diary today today i ate carrots today i was today i looked out the window good night <laughs> I can't imagine that the inner thoughts of Light Yagami are very satisfying, uh, especially not when he's writing fake thoughts in this diary to throw people off. Uh, so we'll get a good taste of Light, uh, Light Yagami's uh, inner monologue, and you'll find out just how interesting his thoughts are. Um, <laughs> but So that seems like pretty sound, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, there's a, it's got a false bottom, it should be fine but, uh, for now. And he's like, yeah, but like, what if someone searches it? So the way <laughs> it this okay when I was talking earlier about what this show chooses to display and to not display I was almost exclusively <laughs> referring to this sequence right here so I'll let you explain it and oh. then I'll I'll just kind of piggyback off I was of going to ask if, if since you felt so strongly if you wanted to but I can um so what light has done is he's drilled a very small hole in his desk um the way he reveals this is great, by the way, because he says, this is the key, and he pulls up a pen. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's, like, a secret hidden key that'll open up another compartment. No. no. So he takes apart the pen, pulls out the little bit with the ink in it, the, like, tiny little, you know, you know. And he, you know. he, he shows that he's drilled a hole in the bottom of the desk, in the bottom of the drawer. And he pushes the... He pushes the, the the pen through it to lift up the rubber board, and we see this. How would you describe what we see inside? Because we see the death so, note. So, for, at first, we just get um, we just get this view of what looks to be uh, the death note inside of a like plastic bag, which you know, uh, fair enough, makes sense. But then Light launches into this whole diatribe about how he's constructed this like this this saw ass booby trap around this death note and not so so how this how this booby trap works is that there is this there is this explosive device that he has rigged to this death note um and what you have to do is insert this pin so like the fucking electric current doesn't make contact and literally blow up the death note it, and, like, the way it explains this is by 
rendering this entire thing in like CGI where it has this like 360 degree blueprint view of this like Ryan improvised explosive it's this whole thing Ryan have you played any of the Ace Attorney games I have you know yeah. the 3D <laughs> viewing in some of the later ones of like evidence yes this yes. feels like that or like a reconstruction in one of those games it's a very weird like sudden like like you said, th- like CGI 3D rendering of all this. And I just love that his fucking genius plan was to s- m- set up a circuit that if, I don't know, the desk got jostled and maybe the, 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 the thing keeping the spark from flying moved out yeah, of place. Yeah, because he does, he does note that the spark doesn't, connect because there's also a rubber stop on the uh, false bottom of the desk which you know makes sense but you're right it's it's very uh it's 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 a little contrived i would say very confusing um and um I think that what really gets me about this is that I don't know. I'm assuming that so far from what I can tell, the sub and the dub are fairly are fairly in line with each other. But um, Ryuk is like, don't you think this is a bad idea? Like, what if what if you you know something happens and Light's like, well, look at it this way. I'd rather have a house fire than get executed. And it's like, yeah, dude. I guess I guess that tracks. Like, I guess that's right. But also, what you if could... you accidentally make it explode in your face because this thing flambes? Like, it goes like. Yeah, I I think that like this 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 uh, method of hiding the death note makes sense to me. But for it to be happening on the second fucking episode, when like as far as he's concerned, he's still. He's still in like fairly in the clear on all this. Is it, it says a lot about either the obsessiveness or the stupidity of his character. They can exist um, together. There is a that the Venn diagram of of obsessiveness and stupidity could have a picture of Light Yagami in the middle. It's just a circle. Yeah, like at this point, he might as well just still be fucking hiding it under his bed. Like no one's no one's on his trail about this, and yet. He feels the need to just, it's it's gotta be his god complex, that he's just like, oh, not only am I going to hide the Death Note, I'm so confident in my ability to hide it, I'm gonna rig a fucking explosive device that will kill me and my family if this Death Note is ever discovered. Which, fair enough, dude, like, you do you, I guess, but it's so much, it's so much, everything he does is so extra, and it's only the second fucking episode of the show. It, it it really boggles my mind. Um, I think the CGI diagram is hilarious. Um, it's really out it's, of nowhere. It's like something out of a Paul W.S. Anderson movie, like one of the live-action Resident Evils. Uh, it's, it's, it's real. It's real something. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate his uh, tenacity with this plan. It's, it's stupid as shit, though. Which raises uh, a lot of lead into the stupidest shit stuff that he will do later in this episode, I would say. Yeah, uh, which I think that's pretty soon, right? Isn't that okay? No, what's next is and uh, thank you to deathnote.fandom.com for helping me stay on track. Uh, I'm basically looking at the first sentence of each paragraph and going, "Oh yes, 
Uh, I have notes, but it's mostly shitty jokes I made to myself. <laughs> um, so this is when we find out what Light's new superhero name is. Uh, Kira, which is a, like, transliteration of killer uh, into Japanese, basically. Which I love uh, because it reminds me of Yoshikage Kira from JoJo Part 4. Very good, which uh, I think is, yeah. like... I wouldn't be shocked if there was some influence there because of how influential JoJo is. And, like, that manga was yeah. already out in Japan at that time. Yeah. Um, but also, like, they probably were going for the same thing with it sounding like killer. Yeah. Anyway, they start... There's fan websites and, like... I wrote down that Light's letting the internet clout get to his head, basically. He really is. He really is. And, again, um... I made a note that I feel like this happens way too fast is that it's the second episode and there's already like this cult that's like developed around him. And I, I think it, I think for me, it kind of stretches the limits of believability because like I get that L would pick up on the fact that there is somebody killing all these people, like, like kind of connectedly that there'd be this heart attacks because he's like big brain Sherlock Holmes genius. But that all of these people just, like, out here in the world would be like, oh, well, another criminal died, I guess it's, I guess it's this one dude, you know, I, 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 I don't know, it, it just, it just, it just strains it a bit. Yeah, I me. guess, I think the reason why it doesn't bug me so much is because it's like, you know how people thought Slenderman was real, you know how creepypasta exists, like, this seems like it started as a creepypasta that people took okay. seriously, Right? Okay. Like I love this. Like I could I, love this. I could yeah. totally believe someone going on fucking some shitty image board and being like, you know, I bet all these deaths are connected and like, oh, that it's from Kira, like a new god of death or whatever the fuck, right? Uh and it yeah. and like it it's spinning out of hand. But what we get instead is just there's an immediate cult about him and light gets to go. See? They're saying it online because they're not afraid to say it now. So I'm right, um, <laughs> which has always gone well. This is um this is where I have my next note. Um, this is I, I said that this was we live in a society the series, uh because you get all these shots of like him and like at like the school like the people on the internet and like just out in the world, and and he's just like oh the the filth you know they're they're running in terror because all the people knew that there were killers all along like etc etc and i'm just you know i i'm giving them the straight dick about you know people deserving to die i guess and it's like what the what the fuck is happening it's so um i think another good touchstone for this that's come out recently would honestly be persona 5 um like that that game definitely has some flaws but i feel like there's there's parallels you can draw between um the same like kind of like internet culture like uh, the phantom thieves and like people doing all that kind of bullshit but um i don't know i i think i think next week uh the next time we record i'll be more used to like the pacing of the show but it just really threw me for a loop on this first watch um, fair enough it's it's a lot like it's 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 a bit disarming for me and um i'll i'm pretty sure i'll have my um my uh my expectations adjusted next time around but um it's 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 ju it just feels all so so immediate and i guess um i guess the point of the show like i said is not necessarily um light kind of coming into this role but is instead going to be the relationship between light and l 
going forward. Yeah, I'd say, like, don't expect this pace the entire time. I think it does slow down eventually. Um, uh-huh. Especially when we get into the meat of, like, the cat and mouse game between Light and L. Um, but these first two episodes definitely move at a pace I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk about what L's big idea was. Yeah, we should talk about... Uh... <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, we should talk about Lind L. Taylor. Lind L. Taylor. Uh, Lind L. Taylor, I think, is a very big part of um, the show for me because I was thinking about Lind L. Taylor all day at work. <laughs> I love it. It's it's unfucking real. Um, so if you want, go ahead and outline and outline uh, L's. A big big brain plan. So and then and then I'll get into the meat of Lind L. Taylor. I believe what we see is a te- light is watching TV and there's a, a broadcast uh, about Kira calling. Uh, basically, there's a uh, call out post for Kira airing and Lind L. Taylor appears and introduces himself as it is. Uh, this is me. I'm L. Uh, I'm showing. It's yeah. like oh, he's showing his face to show that he's serious. Um, he basically talks shit at light for a while uh says that kira is evil and then light gets fucking mad and like a he gets mad as shit like a big old genius decides to murder this man on tv uh so he writes his name lindell taylor has a heart attack and then we find out that he was a l's like l shows on screen um light light receives an l and he holds it yeah when, he he really holds an l uh at the end of the episode it's fucking great so what l explains is that that man lindell taylor was a criminal who was due to be executed today so they they got him to do this on tv they were going to uh that uh, and this is one how he knows he's in japan and two that was aired on a t- time delay or like was gonna air on a time delay in different areas, and he, f- by doing this, he was like, "Oh, you saw this specific broadcast, so I know you're in this specific area." Um, and basically, light gets fucking really shook for a bit there. Um, and it basically the end of the episode is the two of them, t- uh, wanting to hunt the other one down. Let's talk about Lindell yeah. Taylor and how Elle decided Let's... to murder a man on national television. Let's talk about Lindell Taylor. My god. Um so there there's a lot to unpack about Lindell Taylor for me. Um first off, I think this sets up Light's uh impulsiveness and hot-headedness and confidence in his own ego fairly well because if I saw a dude on television named Lindell Taylor Taylor spelt like the profession Taylor, T-A-I-L-O-R. I would not think that's fucking legit. <laughs> that is the fakest sounding name I have ever heard in my entire life. It's unreal. I... It's like it it's like if L put someone on screen named Laid L Spoon <laughs> or fucking or, or fucking women be shopping. It's so <laughs> it's so stupid. It's such a stupid name. Um and and 
and Light just falls for it. And I think that um, it says a lot about his character, but it also introduces L fairly well as being able to capitalize on Light's sort of trail that he's left as being this, like, um, you know, fairly sloppy, fairly impulsive person, I would say. And um, for that, for that, I think it works fairly well. But you touched on something there is that L did just make the decision to just have this dude get murked on live television, which raises two questions. One, what the fuck? Two, was Lind L. Taylor a fake name, or was there just a dude out in the world actually named Lind L. Taylor? That's his real name. Did they give this... It has to be Did they give this dude... So, so that tells me something else, which is that L specifically went through a list of convicts with at least two or three L's in their name, and was like, oh, this dude's middle name is L. It's gotta be him. You know, get this dude up on the phone. Because it wouldn't have worked if it was, like, you know, Chris B. Mahoney <laughs> or, like, you know, fucking, Chris like, B. Mahoney. Dirk, Dirk H. Cobbler. Like, like you have to find Lind L. Taylor because it has three L's in the name. And, like, it works in the moment because you're like, oh, this is so brilliant. Like, L, you know, really planned this whole thing up. But as soon as you ruminate on it, it's like, Lind L. Taylor? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, gone I hate too Lindell soon. Lindell Taylor. Lindell Taylor. Oh, um, rest in peace, Lindell Taylor. Hey, really quick, I'm going to send you what Lindell Taylor looks like in the 2015 TV drama, uh, the live action oh, one that do. we're not watching, probably. Oh my God, my man, Lindell Taylor. Uh, the description Holy shit. is: uh, Taylor is a middle-aged Caucasian man with a British accent. He is laughing villainously when the 40 seconds expire and he dies of a heart attack. Great. <laughs> Love it. Dude looks like dude's like a fucking reject henchman from Goldmember. Like uh I don't know, he looks like an evil like tech conglomerate CEO. He looks like fucking Pitbull but bad. It's it's very funny because Lindell Taylor in the in the anime is like um very goth, like long black hair, you know, um that kind of bullshit, but um this is just like a dude they pulled off the street. It's great. Like this is a guy they got off Craigslist. I love him. I think he's great. They had no. They had, like this was filmed in Japan, so they had to like find an American actor in Japan. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense because it makes sense for L to not be, you know, like to be this mysterious British man. But th- this screenshot you sent me it looks like it's taken from like Shark Tank. That's just or yeah, no, he does look like he's on he's one of the sharks. That's just his uh, image on the on uh, deathnote.fandom.com. Yeah, I I I love it. I really do. I want to know everything about Lindell Taylor. Lindell Taylor. Lindell Taylor. Um, yeah. I have a feeling we know everything about. I want to know what Lindell Taylor's crime was. Is the thing, um, tax fraud. Yeah, pro- I mean... He did tax fraud so severe that he was... Sent- this, yeah. okay, this version of Lindell Taylor that you show me is absolutely someone in prison for tax fraud. Um, I would say the version of Lindell Taylor in Death Note proper, I don't know, he probably did, like, an actual, like, fairly heinous crime. Yeah, but, um, probably a real murderer. Um, he looks like uh, he looks like someone in a in a Japanese, like, anime who would be, like, a dude who's really into knives, you know? He looks like he he's he, he's big into knives. Yeah, I will say like should have been Lindell Cutler. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, fine. So episode what? two, you liked it more? Yeah, I love this episode. Um, well, maybe love is too strong of a word, but um, 
I think it sets up L fairly well uh, coming in as a character. I think it capitalizes very well on Light's uh, ego and his impulsive mistakes and how that is coming back to bite him in the ass. Um, I really liked um, how it sets up the uh, the conflict, and um, this is what I'm putting a point on the board for Light Yagami as a himbo, which is that he fell for Lindell Taylor and uh, and just got just just busted a nut another on that another one. patented himbo moment. Um, yeah, we forgot something fucking super important. We got we got to talk about L's theme. Yeah, it's real good. It's. It is almost on the level of the piano from uh, Welcome to the Black Parade for me. Like, there is such a response <laughs> that my, I, like, I get an immediate, re- like, like, my, my the reactors in my brain fire off when I hear they this just, song. Yeah, they just all light up. And I, I love that. Um, I really like that. I really like the song that plays when he finds the Death Note in the first episode, which I think I mentioned. It's like this weird, like squelchy kind of dark ambient track um i really like all the really ham-fisted like opera and like choral interludes that they play in this show um it's all it's all fairly good for me but l's theme is like immediately fairly iconic yeah it's great uh and we'll be hearing a lot of it going forward i i'm really excited i kind of want to ask you what you think is gonna happen next uh well, like, do you do you have any bold predictions in any way? I know I will come clean on the show right now. I know the big Mimi spoiler from the show, um, just from like being alive. And if you don't know what that is, I won't say it. But um, but Andy, I think you probably have an inkling of what that's going to be. I, so, I think so. Um, There's a couple things, so I I don't quite. I'll I'll tell you. I can tell you after the is break. It the, it's but, not um, the swimming gif, is it? No. We'll get to that. I, everyone, everyone out there listening to this, and it was like this. I, I, when I said the swimming gif, either had no fucking idea what I said, or has every single frame of that in their mind right now as I'm speaking. I have, I have no idea what that is. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, um, character, character related. Okay, um, yeah, I know what you're talking. That about. something happens to one of the characters. Um, so I will be interested to see how it goes forward from there. What I am expecting though is, um. Based on these episodes, I, I I know it's going to be a lot of like cat and mouse between L and Light, and I really like that because um, I think this show so far in these first two episodes is at its best when they are serving as foils to each other. You know that Light is this um, supposedly this big brain genius, but he has this god complex. He's hot headed and he's impulsive, whereas L is sort of more collected. It seems like very Sherlock Holmes and. Um, it is very dramatic and very heavy-handed, but I want to see uh, what the eventual sort of peak of that uh, confrontation is as to where they end up. Yeah. Um, I predict I predict that Light is going to use the Death Note to kill Ronald McDonald, <laughs> and that will lead to him getting caught. Um, Ronald McDonald, he that, would not like out of place in the Shinigami realm. Yeah, I think that... Uh, Lind L. Taylor's cousin is going to show up, which is going to be uh fucking dick d butcher dick, dick d butcher uh, Ooh, i don't like that dick d butcher is gonna show up and uh, seek revenge for his fallen cousin lindell taylor and uh i'm gonna be on the edge of my seat for that one 
Andy, how are you feeling about these coming back to I, you? I'm liking it. I I went into this knowing that I would have a very different take on Light. Um, because, like, I didn't love him or anything when I read it, but I still had that mentality of, like, well, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for him because he's killing bad people, I guess. And now I uh-huh. have... I don't have such a smooth brain. Like it's still pretty smooth, but it's not <laughs> as it's a, it's there's a little bit of texture there now. Um Yeah, you've gotten some wrinkles. Yeah, exactly. Um I stopped moisturizing it, so it's really gone to shit. Um Uh-huh. So I I kind of it's kind of been what I expected. What I didn't expect was stuff like the trap in the desk. Um that it's so unreal. I've, it's so unreal. Uh, like I didn't like I forgot the the melodrama of it all, and I'm glad I forgot it because it's such a welcome, like, because I thought I knew it got over the top, and I knew, but I I expected it to build to it, and I'm so glad that it just goes nuts right away. Um, but the the main thing I was like coming like actual like. I I'd consider this praise. I think it's interesting that it is the cat and mouse is a game between two guys who think they are basically gods in some way or another. That they both have a god complex in some way or are megalomaniacs. Um, okay. And like, like, cause L very much like there's an ego to L too. Like it is two massive egos going at each other, and I think. I think that's clear just from what L does towards the end of this episode. Like, you wouldn't, you would have to, like, he believes also that there is a, like, reasonable exchange of human life. Like, he's fine with the death penalty, but he's... That's right, yeah. yeah. I don't think we ever really touched on his on his whole thing about how he just let this guy get killed on TV. Yeah, like, Lindell Taylor was just, was set to be executed that day, so L decided, it's, yes, let's use him for this. Like, yeah. he's still like got his he still thinks he can decide what's like what's right and what's wrong but and uh-huh. and in like i don't agree with him on most of that because the death penalty is bad and prison's bad but yes. he's still speaking, but he's still yes. like oh he's the character you have to get behind because light is is he's, he's he's light he's, yagami he's, like y- yagami yeah. yagami yagami you got me. Ah, you got ah, me. You got me. Uh, I think that's about it, though, for what I've got to say on this one. Uh, general feelings on the like, op- like the, the the. Did you really talk about the opening theme and the end? Like the ending theme didn't really stick with me. The opening theme, I expected the second one. Uh, I uh, I'll be honest. I skipped the ending theme both times. Uh, listen, yeah. I've got so much to do. I, I gotta power walk places. I gotta I gotta get my nutrition. You have in. at least. I can't spend all day watching. Death you have at least you know? three hours of thinking of Lindell Taylor. Um, yeah, I gotta pencil it in. Uh, I I liked the opening theme. Um, I think it's super. It's like heavy handed. I think is a word I'm going to throw around a lot in reference to this series because it really is like so self important and just like no self-awareness whatsoever which i think is really amazing um it it just like goes for it does not even wink at the camera one time and uh i think that's fairly good i'm yeah i i definitely prefer the next one i think i hope you like it i i think it is like 
I think it's I, I it is what I associate with this show in a lot of ways. Um but the first one I liked too. It just kind of didn't leave much of an impression. Yeah. Yeah, the first one is fairly um a bones basic uh, setup to introduce light, I would say. Yeah. Uh 2 definitely gets us more into the meat of the show. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about what we're doing next time. And, uh, okay. next, next episodes we'll be watching are episode three dealings and episode four pursuit. Okay. Um, uh, if you want to watch along with us, we should note this is all available on Netflix cause they have the rights cause they made that movie. Um, uh-huh. otherwise I'm sure it's on, uh, I'm sure the website that I watched it on and when I was in high school is still around somewhere. You can, you can find it. <laughs> But also, everybody's got a Netflix account that they're stealing from somebody. Like, it's fine. Like, you, it, it, it's, it's communism. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, and ah, fuck, I don't have a death note sign off yet. Uh, we'll hold this L so you don't have to.